Hello, hello. Welcome to Pish Posh Pages, your favorite no-strings-attached book club podcast. Here's how it works. I'll release short podcast episodes after I finish books. There's no set schedule, no required reading, and no rules. I want to turn my solo activity of reading into more of a conversation. I love hearing other people's thoughts and opinions on books, so now you'll get mine too. <laughs> Looking for book recs? Want to know my big takeaways from my recent reads? Want to hear what I loved or hated about the last book I read? You'll find out all that here at Pish Posh Pages. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm excited to have you a part of the club. Now, let's talk books. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Pitch Posh Pages with Lindsay. Today I am talking about Matthew Perry's memoir. It came out pretty recently and it is called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. So this book has gotten a lot of press. I know Matthew Perry has done a lot of press for this. It has been talked about ad nauseum, I feel like. Uh, When it first came out, people were kind of it, it did the press tour, let's just say. And radio shows, podcasts, TV, everyone's talking about this book. Magazines, everyone's talking about Matthew Perry, behind the scenes, a look at his life. Uh, I, I feel most of you probably know Matthew Perry is most famous for playing Chandler Bing on Friends. And I think if you are a huge super fan of the TV show Friends, you will enjoy this more than someone who is just a kind of like a slight fan of Matthew Perry or doesn't know much about him. I think the behind the scenes of his acting journey was the best part of this book. It's a little all over the place. I will say I don't know if Matthew Perry was ready to write this book, but I think it gives you a very good look into his mind. I think it was written very much in the way that his mind works, and it has a very clear voice. With that being said, he has struggled with addiction for 40 years around there, 30 plus years, and his mind kind of jumps all over the place a lot, and it can be self-destructive at times, and it can be putting the blame on other people sometimes, and it can play the victim sometimes. And like, there's so many different things that you kind of just really see the inside of the mind of an addict, which did not really bother me. I have read other books from addicts and I, the subject matter does not bother me. It was a little bit repetitive and I don't know if I don't know exactly how this book was supposed to be taken. I think it was just, like I just said, a good look into his mind, but it is not the most hopeful of books. It doesn't bring you out at the end at All Sunshine and Rainbows, which is something I actually enjoy because I think it's just very real, raw, authentic, all that. But I think people might be going into this book looking for something like that. From a lot of the negative reviews I've heard and seen, people get kind of just like, they didn't, they didn't like this book. They thought it was depressing. Like, no shit, it's depressing. It's a book about addiction and the way it wreaks havoc on your life, your health, your relationship, your career, all of these things. So I thought it was just extremely honest. The one thing, it could have been edited better, and we'll get into that. 
but I think it's how his mind works. So how can I really argue with it? Like the more I'm talking about it, the less upset I am at the way the book went. So anyways, it's a memoir. There's not that much to say, but it does begin with a very traumatic experience that sometimes I just want to call him Chandler. Matthew had, uh, his friends call him Maddie. It's like, you know, Matthew Berry. A very traumatic experience he had health-wise that was caused because of his addiction. And he talks a lot about what he did in his addiction, as in how many pills he was taking, how much he was drinking. But I was kind of surprised he there are very few points in the book that he actually describes how it made him feel, which is probably healthy to not delve into. There were a few instances where he was talking about how certain drugs made him feel, you know, euphoric or, but most of the time he was doing this just to feel normal or to feel nothing. Whereas I think sometimes we look at the life of an addict and think they're doing this just to feel high and you think of being high as a certain way but he knew he was being so self-destructive but he could not stop and it was the way his brain worked and he describes his time going to all of these different rehab facilities and the ways that they are sometimes a lot of the times not set up for success I think that is another spot where I've heard people be very critical like, well, he's just bitter and he doesn't like the facilities and it's his own fault that he didn't, you know, come out on the other side in a good place and he's blaming the facilities. I think it's just being honest and I don't fault him for that. I think, I think it was a very interesting look into the way his mind works and the mind of an addict, even though all addicts are different and everyone's mind works differently, but I thought this was a very good look into the way his mind worked and the way his addiction affected him in all areas of his life. I had no idea that Matthew Perry dated Julia Roberts. That was a really interesting piece of the book. I liked that. There is a lot of friends talk, but also not a lot of friends talk. He talks about getting the job and those first that first year of working together, but there's not a ton of behind the scenes friend stuff. But that was parts that I actually really enjoyed was the behind the scenes, not just of Friends, but of all the other movies that he was a part of. His life is a wild ride. So I'm going to read a one-star review and a five-star review, share the, the highs and lows of what other people thought about this book. I don't know who the target audience is. I think it's more the target audience is people who are closer to like my mom's age. She was obsessed with Friends when it came out. And, but I, for friends, super fans, but he, his career is based more so in the age of my mom, who is in her forties rather than like my age group, but I still enjoyed reading the book. I, it's for all ages really, but I think people who are more familiar with his work and the timeline will enjoy it more because they'll recognize these certain parts of pop culture that they were a part of as well. So here's a one-star review. Subject line is depressing and disappointing. Not sure what Matthew Perry's endgame was in writing and publishing this memoir. He seems to say he wants to help fellow addicts, but if I were one, this book might make me despair. 
Perry is 53 and, according to recent interviews, still lives with a sober companion. He hasn't been sober that long to write a book that will help other alcoholics and addicts as far as I can see, because the jury would seem to be out on how long he'll retain his sobriety this time. I also felt the book would have benefited from a sharp editor. It jumps back and forth in time, and it's repetitive, especially the jokes. It seems as though Perry's trauma origin story is being put on a plane at age 5 by himself to go to L.A. to see his dad. While I'm sure it was not fun, the phrase unaccompanied minor is like a mantra in this book. He clearly has a big and loving family and incredible friends who have stood by him despite his many harrowing relapses. The book was painful and unsettling to read because it seems like such an exercise in self-loathing. It's telling that Robert Downey Jr. keeps his sobriety mainly to himself. This review is kind of bitchy. Um, <laughs> so I... This person says, if I was an addict, if I was an alcoholic, I don't know how I'd feel about this book. Well, you're not, so you don't really get to say that. Uh, but I I see what they're trying to say there. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier. It doesn't come out at the end, all sunshine and rainbows. And I do understand, like, he is not that far out from his addiction. He is not that far into sobriety that he would write a how to be a sober man book. But this is not that book. This book is not all about overcoming addiction. It is about the addiction itself, which I think is really important to distinguish. He doesn't say that he is the best or that people should really look to him for hope. He really doesn't. He says that he wants to inspire people. He wants to help people to get out of their addiction and that's like a big goal of his. He's like, if I could at least do that, that would be amazing. But I don't think he's coming at it like a coach or a self-help person or some kind of like, you know, somebody to idolize. He's more coming from it from like, I know how you feel. It sucks. Let's try to get to the other side. Not so much like, well, I did it, so you can too. But it is kind of like, I did it, but you can do Like, I don't know. You, I feel like you guys understand what I'm saying. I don't enjoy the way that this review looked at that. And I really don't like this last line in the review saying, it's telling that Robert Downey Jr. keeps his sobriety mainly to himself. It is not up to anybody how somebody shares their sobriety or doesn't share their sobriety. Like, don't judge how somebody copes with their addiction. Like... That's just weird. So, but I understand the the criticisms about the repetitiveness. It's very repetitive. The theme of unaccompanied minor, it came up so many times. The jokes came up so many times. It was really repetitive. And I think that's how his mind works. So I said that earlier. There you go. There's the one-star review. Here's a five-star review from Kelly R. Subject line is, wow. This was a raw and honest presentation of the mind of an addict, a human, not a celebrity or a famous person, but a fellow human who experienced a trauma and heartbreak and disappointment just like the rest of humanity. What makes one person cope with adversity in a healthy way and another person turn to self-destruction? I hope we find out someday. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for helping me to have more compassion for my family member who is an addict. I wish for you inner peace and authentic relationships. What a kind review. So kind. I wish for you inner peace and authentic relationships. So kind. This is what I take away much more from this book is a sense of understanding and compassion rather than hope or 
if I don't want to be that person, but to say like, if I was a addict or if I was an alcoholic, I don't think this book is that it's not for that. I don't think it's not supposed to be the light at the end of the tunnel. It's supposed to be the getting through the darkness kind of situation and a sense of understanding for others. Matthew repeatedly states how grateful he is for all these different people in his life. Even though he knows, he acknowledges, he treated almost everybody in his life like shit because of his addiction. He was extremely selfish. And I think just looking into that was just very important. He was selfish. And that's another critique I see of the book is like, it was depressing. It just kept getting worse and worse. Like, yes, his addiction kept getting worse and worse. What do you expect? He's telling you what happened. Like, he was making excuses a lot of the time too. But that was his mind of an addict. By the end, I don't see him making as many excuses. At the end, he was talking about like, I hate dentists though. Like, fuck them. And it's like really? Well, you messed up your teeth from doing all this stuff. But it's like, that's just honest. Like, it's just honest. I, it's so honest and raw. And I don't really agree with the people who are saying it's so negative or that he, I think he was writing it much more from the perspective of where he was at at the time, rather than looking back and saying, he still feels these certain ways. There was a lot of excuses, and I I understand how that bothers people who are reading the book and a lack of accountability. But he... I don't want this to happen, but I feel like he admits how hard his struggle has been, and, you know, he could relapse again, and I don't think that he is... I don't know. It didn't seem like he was at the 100% stage, which is similar to a lot of the negative reviews I'm hearing. I don't think that makes this a bad book. I don't... I think he more so states that he'll never be 100%. It's something he's going to struggle with every day for the rest of his life. And that is what happens with a lot of addicts. And I think that is just very admirable that he continued to write this book, even though I think he knew he could get a lot of backlash for it. And... I am thankful he wrote it. I'm glad that I read it. It was a little hard to read because it's so all over the place, but it is a good read and I'm thankful for it. So there we go. Those are all my thoughts. I kind of went all over the place, kind of like Matthew did, but a great, great book. It's, I would not say like it's a must read. It's not, but if you have time to read it, you're very interested in this, you know, the subject matter. If you're very interested in him, take the time to read it. But it was not one that was so gripping because it was so repetitive, but I am glad that I read it. It made me feel something. I will go back and I will think about it probably for years to come. So there you go. That was Matthew Perry's memoir. I would probably say three out of five stars if I had to, but it's, yeah, I think that that would be a good, maybe 3.5, but there you go. Friends, lovers, and the big terrible thing. What's coming up next? <laughs> I am currently reading a fun romance read called Yes, Chef by Linda Vergie. And I am reading a book called The Chain. That's a thriller. And I 
just started both of those last night. So excited to see where they go from here. If you have more book recommendations for me, if you want to tell me anything, if you liked the episode, if you hated the episode, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Pish Posh Pages, and you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, you know, all those things. Yeah, I also have a website, pishposhpodcast.com. All the, all the things, all the places, you can find me there. So I hope you are enjoying whatever it is you are reading right now, and I will be back next time to talk about more books. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pish Posh Pages. If you loved it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or just share wherever you listen to podcasts. Also follow our bookstagram, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, at Pish Posh Pages for more book talk. We want to have more people in our No Strings Attached book club. I'm so glad that you were here and we'll be talking about more books next time. See you soon and happy reading.